0: Welcome to the Teacher Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Creasel. I work as Director of Innovation and Instructional Support in Fullerton School District, and every week we sit down and get to know a teacher better. My goal is to learn what drives and guides teachers, especially when venturing into that risky territory of trying something new. Join me. Today on the Teacher Interview Podcast, we spend time with Matt Mankwich. He teaches at Golden Hill Elementary School in
1: Fullerton and with me is Matt Mankiewicz. Close enough. Okay, help me out. Uh, so, my wife laughs because everyone in our family says it differently. Okay. I say it, Mankiewicz, two syllables. Mm. You do? I do. Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz. Like yeah. a sandwich? Like monk, but with a long A. Yeah, like a sandwich, yeah. there you go. Manc-wich. Yeah, he, I like that. You talk to my dad though, and he gets real Eastern European all of a sudden, even though mm-hmm. he's like the whitest guy you've ever met. And that's... <laughs> like, you know, Mankiewicz, that kind of thing. No! Very, yes. Wow,
0: that's amazing monkey it. it's ridiculous though that's like four syllables
1: if, if you <laughs> if, if, if ever met him yeah exactly that's my dad for you
0: <laughs> okay so we're here um just to explore um get to know you as a teacher and possibly touch on the theme of like what innovation means to you or how do you look at that or, or um, what what does it um, look like in a classroom like in your classroom specifically okay. so we're trying to be As real as possible and not talk in abstract terms but talk about like Matt and what (laughs) Matt brings into the world Um, so if it's okay with you I I started out by um, you gave me some people to talk to and (laughs) <laughs> Are you laughing? Already? I'm, no, I'm not You're I, not okay.
1: I so I asked them what the questions were, but I didn't actually ask them for their answers So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, so you know a little bit. Oh, yeah, but I'll be I'll be here in this live here
0: Okay, so <laughs> so I asked them a little bit about um, What what I should know about Matt or what's a, a typical like Matt um, Matt way to be in the world so um, I want to I want to play first uh, your um, administrator, uh, a clip. Okay, so um, this one is not queued up, so it might may so, take. Oh, um, I'm only. That's awesome. So I asked her for a, a significant moment where Matt's being Matt. So...
2: Matt is a co producer of a sixth grade uh, musical, and this year it is Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Code. And I can tell if he's the best play he's done in the past or a play that he's really passionate about bringing to this campus. And I walked in and I sat in the back of the room and just working with my laptop because I just had not observed the play practice or auditions at that point. And he stood up and he talked to the kids and he had this just amazing eye contact and this bright smile and he sang the lyrics and the kids repeated after him. And um, again, it was just that good heart that... Showed through to the kids, and instantly, as soon as he said, "Now, who wants to practice this? Line up to your audition." I swear, more than half of the room, their hands went up, and they got in line. They want to be like him. He ignites their passion, even for musical theater in fifth and sixth grade, where you would think boys don't want to sit next to girls, and gosh, don't call on me or draw attention to me. He brings out their very best, and he was so joyful in that moment, and the kids just.
0: Bed off of it, and they wanted to be like him. Oh, pause it right there. All right. So, what, like, do you remember that moment? I do
1: remember that moment.
0: So, what, what is, like, what she saw? What, what are you experiencing when you're in that moment?
1: Um. Okay. So that's that's interesting for me because those who know me know I am not a singer. Okay. I, I taught second grade for five years, and primary is awesome because anything you do in primary, you are the best in your kids' <laughs> eyes, right? Yeah. Um. You know, I teach sixth grade now, but with these fifth and sixth graders, theater, I think, is such a great opportunity for them because a lot of them have never done it before, and so they don't even realize they might be good at it. Hmm. Others, they think they're bad at it. You know, Some of them are, but at least they're getting up there and putting themselves out there. Yeah. So that's that moment where the teacher has to be the leader, and the teacher has to um, put themselves out there. And so yeah, a, a lot of my kids know, you know Mr. Mancowicz is not the best singer, but here I am going to stand up in front of... 80 90 of you and wow. give it my best go so you all can feel safe and feel free to do that too. Yeah. You got to take chances, man.
0: And it's interesting that 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 quote where she's like the thing that touched me is like you look at these students and they they want to be you or be like you. So how do you reconcile like you your take is like I'm risk taking. Right. Like I'm not being who I am. I'm stepping over the edge. Right. I'm being somebody who uh, I'm trying to demonstrate something, and then she's like, but you're creating this thing that they're aspiring to, so how do you reconcile risk-taking with role model?
1: Well, learning is supposed to be fun, right? And <laughs> I'll, it's, in theory, Okay, okay. <laughs> school is supposed to be about learning. Okay. Oftentimes it's not. It's about checking the boxes or getting this done, but mm-hmm. learning is supposed to, learning is fun, learning is fun. School is supposed to be learning, and school is supposed to be fun. We yeah. learn more than just ABCs and one, two, threes. We learn about ourselves. We learn how to open ourselves up to new opportunities. We learn how to learn about ourselves. Yeah. And a lot of the biggest, um, most important things we can learn are, are non-academic. And you don't know until you try. Yeah. So if you can take that risk and you find I can do this, maybe that I can do thisness yeah. translates to something else too in the classroom. Yeah, but it starts with that mindset.
0: So that's interesting. So, so those like the theater moments for you are are kind of about pushing boundaries and and getting kids into this self-discovery mode. Like you said, they don't even know they're good at it. I think so.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of kids, you know, they do know, but a lot of them just come out because it's it's fun and. Um, Amy Sylvester and uh, Sean nominee who I work with at Golden Hill were the sixth grade team yeah. They're part of it, too And um, we have Katie Murray who taught first grade so a lot of these kids they say okay my teacher is doing this so I'm gonna come out and give it a shot. Yeah, but then they realize oh wow There's there's more to it like the kid we cast as the lead this year yeah. He wanted to be on the crew and then Amy talked him into just getting up there and going for it And he got up there the first day and kind of screwed around a little yeah, bit yeah. but then realized oh, there's, there's something good. He came back the next day and you could tell he'd gone home and he practiced. Oh, wow. And he's one of the best of the lot and he just wanted to push the sets around. But now oh, he's going to be the star of the show, you know? Yeah. And he didn't know he had that in it, but now he does. And so, that's cool. Like, you know, life is about taking chances and uh, at school, this is one of the areas where I can expose kids to one of these extracurriculars because, yeah. you know, that's what I do. Yeah. There are other opportunities, but it's a big one for me.
0: So put a... Put, uh... Give us another example about so singing in front of the kids. That's kind of risk-taking on your part. Sure What's another area um, and I hope hope this isn't too embarrassing where you are? Like struggling like you know, you're risk-taking you're pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone. What's another example?
1: Oh I'm I'm sure there's so many of them Um, You know just like anyone else you make tons of mistakes each day. Yeah. Um, really just embracing those, showing them. Um, as, as much as I love the arts, um, I'm more of like a, a technical and creative more kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say I can't draw a picture, but if I can't get my file up into my Google Drive, I know the six app workaround to get in there. That That's <laughs> from my creativity. And I think more, more than just arts, it's, it's creativity that I value. And I think art is a great way to yeah. A showcase that creativity and um, help kids work that creativity. So there, there are lots of other moments in the day where kids can embrace their creativity. It doesn't just have to be acting or singing or drawing right. Um, but yeah, you know, when it comes to the actual performing arts, I, that's not that's not my forte and that's not my thing. you know I don't So I, interesting. I can't draw, I can't paint. yeah, you still got to do it though because you still have to show the kids examples and you still have to give all those other kids who think just like you, yeah, I can't do it that yeah, everyone can. Yeah, Um,
0: so let's go back to the six-app workaround, which I (laughs) thought was, uh, you know, it's so true. A lot of times there's, it doesn't work this way, but there's a way, A way. how do you get students to embrace that mindset of, like, what do you do as a leader in the classroom to be like, let's look at
1: how to do this? Thankfully, things change so often that your protocol that might have worked (laughs) last week doesn't work this week, and so you're always making examples you know we're making movies right so mm-hmm. creating some music in garage bands sending it over to imovie incorporating um some pictures that i took or made and so then you're trying to send it over but of course it doesn't work and so right there as you're demoing the lesson for the kids you have to come up on the spot with how to how to fix it so yeah. it's like come on guys let's let's go down this rabbit hole with me here and i have to Narrate what I'm doing in such a way as to actually keep you engaged Uh, while I fix the problem. on the TV, you know
0: So interesting so you're I mean one there's layers of apps So you're demonstrating that but you're also doing this think aloud right of so the you're kind of unpacking or sharing the metacognitive You know path you're you're taking but then the other thing is like you're providing drama yeah, like there's this tension of like I want to get
1: here we can't oh no what are we gonna do there needs to be entertainment you know you got to activate that emotion in order for the kids to remember what they did that day and not just have it be what'd you do at school today I don't know yeah we sat there when I was going through my credential program my advisor first thing he said to me is you got to give them a reason to come to school and so if nothing else like I will be that reason for them to come to school
0: yeah so on that note we have another uh, a guest that we're gonna play this is um, your colleague Amy and uh, this one I, I've queued up. We're going to have um, just a few seconds. Um,
2: one of the few people I've ever worked with where we might start with one way and we see the direction going a different way and he is able to just totally roll with it and adapt and make it so that it works for the kids. So if we need to be different in Google, like I, I barely say anything and it's done because he
0: I'm gonna stop it there. I, I wanted to end on the phrase, like, for the kids. Like, you have this, um, and I, one of the questions I did ask was, what's one word? Like, sum up Matt in one word, and I think Amy's word was flexible. So talk about that, like, the role with itness, which you sort of hinted at, Right. but what, um, does that ring true to you? Do you see yourself as that, I or? I that's
1: the secret to life, right? Not- so many things aren't going to go our way. So you can either stew on it, or you can just get up and get going with it. Yeah. I, um, I this word is so cliche nowadays, but I think l- great lessons come about so organically,
0: hmm. and
1: um, you start with one idea, but then you really, if you pay attention to your kids, and if you've empowered them to be creative and to, you know, have choice and um, take ownership they might steer it in another direction and so you have to adapt your resources to meet their needs and a lot of times you got to do it on the fly yeah you know that's where like that that live theater thing comes in some yeah. some actor takes a a, a sidestep in the script and you got to adjust your light cues right then and there yeah it's uh it's creativity but on a moment's notice
0: <laughs> so something that you said stuck in my mind and that's like if you're paying attention to your students yeah. or your kids and Amy told a story about um, a lesson and writing a rap. So there was that like, you know, writing kind of lyrics set to music or set to a beat. And then how it evolved into, well we're actually going to then record the rap in GarageBand and so you add that layer. And now we're actually gonna make a CD and make liner notes and have a listening party. And to me, I mean, you you know could have come up with those ideas, but I'm sort of intuiting like you're watching your students and what they enjoy or the things they connect with. When you talk about making a rap. there's all these other things that are are suddenly part of your lesson that they weren't sure. at the beginning. So tell me more about paying attention to your
1: students and like. So uh, so she's talking about a science activity that we did, and you know a lot of times. Cellapalooza, is that? Uh, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> I had a comma that year. I had a five six, and she taught six. So we okay. started out. Um, sixth grade was like Earth's layer, so it was Lava Palooza. Lava Palooza. Right? Okay. Instead of Lava Palooza. Yeah, yeah. And then we wanted to jump the fifth graders in there too, so it was Cellapalooza because we were doing life yeah. science. This is still um, content standards for that. Um, so we, yeah, we realized we'd we'd hit upon a winner because you know Amy Amy loves doing art stuff as much as I do. So we're like, oh, let's just have them create a song to show everything that way know. So. Garage Band, just the drum machine, um, but then all of a sudden we realized we kind of hit on a winner here. Hmm. And so, the, so go back to that. So, the, the, the what ki-
0: made you realize you hit the on the winner? The kids were just
1: into it. You know, the second you know you say go, and they just self-select their groups, and then you know you see the pencils moving, they're writing lyrics, they're opening mm. books, they're coming up to you, oh, can I look up this website? You can I look up that website? They're they're just ex- they're excited about their learning. Their learning yeah. has been fun. They're, they think they're making a song, right? But Really, they're applying right. all that scientific knowledge that they've made, yeah. And they're coming up with really cool, um, you know, band names too. But they they're they're witty, they're punny, and they yeah. don't realize that they have to incorporate their scientific knowledge into that. So yeah. the kids are doing what we want them to do, but they're they're digging on it and they're loving it. And so we're like, all right, we got to keep going with this, right? And so then we throw in the visual element with a, a, a CD cover, the artistic element, right. and then. Um, You know, the liner notes and, um, you know, that part went over my head because that was a little before my time. But she's explaining how the artists would write about their experiences and their backgrounds. So we're like, you know, as a geologist, right, how do your experiences playing? It's like a little creative writing thing. And they're just, they're loving it because they get to imagine and pretend and be creative. And, you know, you're you're tricking them. You're tricking them tricking them into being scientists and activating that scientific knowledge they have.
0: So, go back to so that's an example where it all kind of snowballed and sure. you're paying attention yeah. to the signs. So, go back to the, where you're seeing warning signs like, oh, they're not clicking, they're not tuning in, the, they're not engaged. What, what do you do to start to figure out how to turn that tide? What are your like, metacognitive strategies? Like, give me a think aloud as a teacher. You see them not writing the lyrics. What do you um, start thinking about?
1: Well, so I mean, that's that's really where I think you dig into good teaching strategies, right? Where you find that kid who's doing well and you're like, he wants to share? Oh, hey, Johnny, you look like you have something interesting. You know, share it with us so they get a good example. Or maybe mm-hmm. you just got to sit down and you got to whip up something, something clever, something that rhymes. Um,
0: so putting yourself, again, that goes back to the, the risk-taking. Sure, yeah. Like...
1: You know, we got to be the lead learner, right? Not just the teacher anymore. So showing them that we can do it and giving them examples or you just get out in the trenches and you brainstorm a few scientific rhyming words with kids and you get them through that first verse together and then yeah. they come through uh, uh, with the rest of them. Even if you are helping them, they're still interacting. They're still doing it. So it's sometimes it's a collaborative project between you and them. Uh, sometimes they need just a little yeah. kicking the pants to get going. Some kids just take it and run. Maybe regroup your kids. That's another thing we like to do is we, um, we'll target our groups with specific art skills. Like we know we have a really great painter. If they're doing hmm. a mural, okay, we got you there. And maybe we're making a, a video to go along with it. we know this kid's real strong on the tech. So we'll we'll put together our groups that way. Oh, that's we're, interesting. With a, a, a singer, an artist, a tech kid, a, an actor who doesn't mind getting up in front of the camera Yeah. That kind of thing. That's cool, that's it's, very cool. You know, to, it, it's an art, it's not a science, right? So you make the best plans and then yeah. who knows what they're gonna throw at you that day. So you yeah. just gotta be able to roll with it.
0: So one of the things, so it's interesting you use the word collaborative, like you're learning with the, with the yeah. students. Um, and you talked about sort of like jumping out there and, and risk taking. So it's, it's really this, um, you, you give me the kind of the image of like the classroom's a laboratory where you don't really know how the experiment's going to go.
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, I think a lot of times people get um, so focused on, I have to have a great product, right? I got to be able to hang it up on the walls. Because if I mm. put up something that doesn't work out well, other teachers are going to come in and judge me. Or mm. parents are going to judge me. Or my admin's going to judge me. Yeah. I think there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear um of how we're going to be perceived. But sure. if you want the kids to do truly original, creative, innovative things, you're going to have some duds in the beginning. Yeah. And you got to celebrate the process as much as you celebrate the product. Yeah. Teaching kids to be creative, innovative thinkers isn't something that just happens. Uh, yeah. But it's something that has to be nurtured. And a lot of it is garbage in the beginning of the year. But then <laughs> their best is better than anything you could have ever prompted mm. them to do by the end of the year you know it's interesting it's, it's there's a lot of growth that goes in yeah
0: that. we're gonna to get to an audio clip from um, your wife but first I, you said it's as much about or maybe more about celebrating the process yeah what's a way you do do that that's one question and the second part is like you mentioned you know there's this fear that your product isn't gonna look good so how do you uh, I guess negotiate that in front of like administrators or fellow teachers like what do you do to make that okay and kind of share that message with your peers
1: um, well I've never had to deal with an administrator who comes in and judges me solely by what's up on my walls okay. fortunately yeah so I, I know they're out there but colleagues
0: and you don't have to name names
1: um well you know we, we rarely get into each other's rooms but That's we uh, we we talk about what goes on in our yeah. classrooms, and you know, you talk about the good ones and the bad ones and the hard ones. So they come in, they see something. Odds are, we've talked about it at lunch or whatever, and they know they know the backstory there. Interesting. Or a lot. Of, I think one of the most important parts of a reflection, yeah. uh, for as far as a kid goes, you know, whenever they work on a big unit like that, yeah. have them do some sort of wrap-up reflective piece. But it's uh, explain to me your process and what was. What was difficult about the process and how did you overcome that adversity and you know it was easy for you so a lot of times if you do it right the kids will have some sort of explanation built into their work
0: yeah that's and cool it is yeah yeah so you mentioned that at the end but how do you incorporate that because I imagine you must do that along the way so that it's not like you know, hey, it's the end of the two weeks and we're gonna touch base. So how do you incorporate that reflection along the way?
1: Um, you know, you you front load them with it. You're talking about it. Um, just a, a lot of that, a lot of that metacognition, right? You're helping them. You're helping them think, and it's almost like the the with writers' workshop, like the mid-workshop interruption, where you stop them a couple of days mm-hmm. and they are like, all right, who's experiencing problems? You know, okay, you oh, who else has had that problem? Well, how did you solve it? Yeah. So what do you guys think? Can you adapt their idea? Oh, yeah, okay, so you're every day It's kind of like we you start off with what's going. Well, what's going horribly. How can we fix it? Yeah All right, let's get into it and let's do some work from there and then the next day same thing You're just you're checking in with them and it's not it's you know, cool It's not like you got 45 minutes. So get your essay done or you got right half an hour So that picture better be drawn perfectly. Yeah, but it's What is this thing becoming for you guys? yeah and everyone's got a slightly different product depending on what their skills are so um, everyone's got a little different example to give and no one can just copy what someone else did right because you know maybe she's making a mural but you're going with slides presentation or something like that
0: yeah, yeah. cool all right so are you ready to hear what <laughs> your wife had to say oh, i'm ready okay this is uh abby 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 abby's my wife Mankwitch, if we say it like sure. say. Okay, so I'm going to go about halfway through to, uh, I think she tells a story.
2: The catalyst for that. And something that you should know about Matt is now, that he...
0: Let's go back right here. Um,
2: we, have, is, um, we have two sons, and recently they were kind of talking about things to do in the yard, and um, our son Jonah is very engineer-minded. So Matt went out and bought the boys a ton of PVC pipe and connectors so that they could build their own sprinkler systems in the yard and allow them to design and create and do something fun, but um, creative at the same time. And he was kind of the catalyst for that. And
0: something that- So do you remember that? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) So tell me about this. I'll misquote her, but sure. he let the boys design their own sprinkler system.
1: So okay, so we've got a um, three-year-old and a five-year-old. Our oldest is in kindergarten. Okay, um, but he just he he loves to build things and design things. I mean, the kid like that—that's his strength, obviously. And he's he's an artist too, so he's going to do something in in that field probably. But um, he he loves water, and so I was like, you know what, this kid needs to be able to come up with his own contraption. So we just went down to Home Depot uh, or Lowe's or whatever, got like 50 feet of PVC, um, <laughs> took it home to like some 10 foot sections, a few five foots. I cut up a bunch of, of one foot sections, got a bunch of like different joints and a little hose adapter. Yeah. And um, he some days he just likes to build. He'll build himself a fountain. Um, some days he'll build something. So it's
0: an ongoing changing. Oh yeah,
1: he takes them apart, puts them back together again. Um, I'll you know he'll say oh, I think the, the you know the garden needs a little water so I'm gonna build some sprinklers for that so he'll go out there and he'll work around he'll yeah. build stuff for his little brother to fill up the little wading pool yeah it's I, it's like the best 40 bucks I've ever spent because <laughs> the kid loves it and you know he's learning how to how to design and troubleshoot and right. things don't always work well um, I, I, I'll, that's just how he works and like yeah. he, he takes so much, satisfaction and great joy and he loves showing all the neighbors like this is what i made
0: wow so you you provided the like the the tools or the materials and the environment
1: I yeah i i I saw the potential yeah um and so i just gave him the the tools and some days he needs me to give him a new task other days he comes up with his own task but um that yeah I, i just i saw an opportunity and i seized it and fortunately i had a winner this time
0: yeah yeah what what do you think uh about yourself other than providing the environment and kind of the encouragement, like, so he builds something and he probably comes to you and says, what do you think? So yeah, of what, what do you, what's another characteristic about yourself that you think enables that situation to be productive or beneficial?
1: I, I always marvel at um, new things. Um, creativity to me is probably the skill I value most in people. Hmm. Um, and just people who can come up with a a new way to do things. You know, they don't reinvent the wheel, right? But like, why not? Because you never hit on something really great until you try something that might be a total flop, right? So um, he likes to build, and he likes to make things different ways. And so I thought, okay, that that is what he needs right there. He needs the ability to make it and remix it and remix it again and again and again until it's good.
0: That's cool. So, I think we're kind of getting close to the end of our time. Thank you for helping Something
1: me. Something to strive for absolutely. And yeah, you're yeah. welcome.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Matt. Yes. <laughs> this has been the Teacher Interview Podcast. Thank you for joining us.